You are about to hear unscripted accounts of what it's like to be a 911 dispatcher. Some conversations, okay, most conversations, will contain adult things and listener discretion is advised. The verbiage we share are our thoughts, views, and opinions. Our reality every day we put on our headsets. We'll make you laugh, we'll make you cry, and I guarantee we'll make you say, wait, what? Welcome to our minds. 911, what's the address of your emergency? Hey, Becky. Hi, Stacy. So, this has been a week. It sure has. I honestly do not remember a week like this in my lifetime. You know, I was trying to think back too, and no, nothing. Nothing comes to mind as being this. I don't want to say bad, but chaotic, maybe, is a good word for yeah. it. Like, just, I don't know. I keep saying at work, the herd has gone insane. <laughs> the herd has gone insane. Yeah, pretty much. It's kind of scary because, um, of course, we're talking about the coronavirus scare. And yeah, okay, I'm going to tell you something that totally cracked me up. In fact, I think I sent you something about it. The whole uh, journalist view on... Certain people, I won't mention any names. I refuse to make any political stance. Yeah. Ever. That's our that's our goal. If we ever yeah. do it, call us out on it. <laughs> but the media calling out certain people about calling this the Chinese coronavirus. I. <laughs> it's it, it's where it's happened, on a million things. MERS, Middle Eastern, SARS. Where did that come from? Somewhere it was. I can't remember, but it's ha like it's happened with everything. Yes. And why is that what we're focusing on right now? I, I know. just, you know, I don't know. We have media issues, period, as dispatchers, like but we'll talk about yeah. that another time because that's, like, that's a what whole they do other story. But kind of what we wanted to talk to today about, because of everything that's been going on in the world, is emergency preparedness. Yes. And how to how to not try to prepare for a crisis inside of a crisis because it's it's just not possible and we have witnessed that first of all with the toilet paper insanity <laughs> which i still don't understand I, I i cannot wrap my head around it i mean it's always good to have a stockpile i guess of stuff but you don't need 75 costco sized bales of toilet paper what are you doing with it if you're, if you're someone who goes through 175 rolls of toilet paper in a month, you have a problem. Yeah, and it's not the corona. <laughs> <laughs> and then let let me know because I'll help you access toilet paper if you're, if you're using it that quickly. Seriously. I wish I could understand. I actually had to go do some shopping at a, a, a warehouse store. Costco, I'll say it. I went to Costco, people, and it was insanity. I'm walking through there as I'm watching lines of people 15 minutes after the store opened bail for toilet paper, and I was laughing out loud because since, as long as I can remember, and I think it just comes from the way I was raised, I I have made my own little stockpile yeah. at home. You That's know? how we do it, too. We have enough for, like, we do that with cleaning supplies, like, paper towels, toilet paper, paper plates, because my kid has 17 different cups and bowls and plates every day, and I refuse <laughs> to wash all of them. There, I said it. <laughs> I bake him chicken nuggets, and I make him eat off paper plates. There. 
bite me. <laughs> it's really okay. <laughs> but so let's start there with just just suggesting. Like I said, what we what we have learned is prepare for the crisis before the crisis. And this is my suggestion and do what you can because I understand that we all have different abilities to prepare for something like this. But if you can take $5, $10, $25, whatever you can every payday, start stockpiling non-perishable goods, mm -hmm. toilet paper, for heaven's sake. It just have that crap on hand because you know what, when all of this happened, I, I was able to just kind of sit back. I went downstairs and looked at my little personal Costco <sighs> store and thought, you know what, it's okay. It's, it's just fine. Yeah. Because somewhere that was instilled in my brain to do that. I, I have an extra laundry soap, I have extra body wash, deodorant, toothbrushes, toothpaste, anything you can think of. I have a little stockpile downstairs. Yeah. And as I shop from my downstairs store, <laughs> and it's funny because my daughters say that, I'm going to go shopping at mom's. Well, the last time I went in there, that's exactly, I was like, Jesus, it's like a mini warehouse in here. <laughs> and then on the side of that, once we go through that, we have actually stocked, um, I don't, I don't even know what I would call them other than pouches of water. I don't even, they come from like an essentials oh, good supply place. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I've seen those, yeah. And we have some water and MREs, God forbid we ever get oh. to that point. But, you know, I'm a little bit older than you, Becky. <laughs> so I've had time to, to prepare all of this. But that's my suggestion. Definitely. You just just start somewhere. Start start with the canned goods, the top ramen, the even whatever. A lot of stores do like case slot sales. So my dad is the king of the case slot. Like forever bringing weird shit. Like I never in my life thought that there would be a need for 48 cans of tuna. But now I'm like, I don't want to go to the store. Like I do not want to go to the store. People right. are nuts. I'm like, I need some corn. That's literally all I need this week is corn. And I'm like, I don't even want to go. Do I have to have corn? Can I substitute tuna? <laughs> I have some. I'll bring you some. But I got your back. My dad, the minute this happens, he calls me and he's like, I told you. I'm like, you have been preparing. This is your time to shine, Dad. Your 17 cases of chicken ramen. They're coming through. 48 cans of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Damn, it's your time to shine like <laughs> you know whatever it takes if that's what you have if that's what you have to eat you you will eat it oh yeah definitely and then you don't have to go out and become part of the this. mass hysteria and that's kind of what it has become and I don't know how you feel about it Becky but I sit back and go wow is this how we're going to behave as a society I, seriously it really it does put it in perspective you always hear and my thing is the what I've seen a lot of is certain groups that always are like, oh, family and help your neighbor and this. But they're the first ones that are clawing people's eyes out for shit. I'm like, oh, all right, well, there's your true colors. Well, hopefully, if it, you know, comes to anything even more serious than this, God forbid, this is this is pretty serious. But the time's coming, and we all know. Oh, yeah. We all know. They're, you know, how many movies have there been about the right. end of the world? <laughs> Well, Pre prepare for that so crap. My stockpile, I mean, yours is like, you know, because you're, you have your shit together. Me, it's out of laziness because I work graveyard shifts all week and 
I just don't want to go to the store. Like that's after I've spent all day cleaning the house, parenting the child, now homeschooling the child, which I've been told that I'm a terrible teacher. He just can't wait to get back to his normal teacher. Oh like, my gosh. Well, guess what? Mommy's not a teacher. <laughs> But mine's out of sheer necessity. So like when I'm at the grocery store, I'll get, I like going to, we like going to the butcher and getting, you know, like our stuff that we're going to barbecue. So, and sometimes I'll have deals. Like if you buy a pound of like beef hot dogs or whatever, all beef. Cause I have to have all beef or all hot dogs or all turkey. Like I can't eat the weird mix. I'm just anti-hot dog. I know. But I'm sure in a pinch I would partake of it. There's a lot of people, but I like them grilled. I can do a hot dog every now and then, but like, so I'll just always buy extra, like, oh, buy a pound, get a pound, all right, or I'll do that with my hamburger, and then I'll take it home and like, wrap it in aluminum foil, and then I'll put it in a Ziploc, like, freezer bag, or whatever, write the date on it, that way I don't have to go to the store, and when I do have to go to the store, it's just, you know, for a can of corn, because grocery shopping is the worst on a good day. Okay, I'm going to start with Becky. That'll be my goal. And, and each of you find a friend and help them. <laughs> help them get so, ready for the next big event. I do have quite a stockpile, but again, it was not out of, I'm going to be prepared. I'm going to be a responsible person. It was, I'm a lazy heifer and I do not want to go to the store on a Friday afternoon with everybody else. Well, you certainly don't want to go now. No. So not, Yeah, I'm like, man paid off <laughs> you know you've got to be you've got to be prepared and I I didn't even realize how prepared we were until you had to be yeah until I had to be and I started looking and then we have 72 hour kits in every car mm -hmm. and we went and got those and went through them and made sure everything was in there and just as an example when you're planning your 72 hour kits make sure you have things in there that you're going to need like in the event yes medications glasses contacts whatever it is people that, don't think about that you that, use yeah what could you not live without for three days and that's what you mm -hmm. need to have in there yeah we don't need to worry about our you know tart shaped tape or anything like that we don't need to worry about our hair straighteners that doesn't need to be included but what we do need to worry about is everyday essentials if you take medications you know a lot of people are on blood pressure medication diabetes medication even anxiety medication if you can't live without that, I mean, I would think even especially in a crisis, that would be super important. Yeah, and absolutely at any time, make sure it's in there because even if you get stuck anywhere, oh yeah, you want to have that stuff with you. And that's why I have to haul that thing around in my car because you never know what's going to happen. Right. And also, Becky, don't forget your pets. Yes. We actually have... The, like I told I've said it before we're freaks so, like we just like I guess we've just had years and to prepare prepared. plus because of our line of work yes, that too that kind of instills some of it in us but we do we have dog food and cat yep. food and leashes and all of mm -hmm. that crap in our cars and I mean so you're way more prepared than me. I do have a pretty substantial like first aid kit in my car. I have bottled water and then I have things like, I have nuts, like almonds, pistachios, they're sealed. Um, I think I have some like protein meal replacement bars, things like that. And then I have a ton of yarn. So, so you're not gonna get bored <laughs> yeah. and that's I'm important. Bored. And then I have, you know, like some extra sweaters, jackets, things like that. Right. Um, and that's another thing. I carry a jacket and a blanket in every car. Yeah. I have that in the back of my car. 
and I mean we have our mobile 72 hour kit out there as you've seen yeah we have it's like a second home there's everything in there they're getting ready for a major camping trip for the weekend yes we're gonna take the four wheelers out and go camping because in the middle of all of this crisis Becky and I both celebrate birthdays one day apart and so we are we are victims of the coronavirus birthday downer. We have been victimized like no other this month. <laughs> you know, and when you think about that, how like I hadn't thought about till somebody read it online and was telling me the class of 2020. Oh my right. gosh, their whole graduation, everything is going to be affected. I was talking about this yesterday, actually. Like, I mean, my son's eight, so it's not a huge deal because I know they've. A lot of places have been saying like, oh, the school year is not going to resume. It's not going to this. Where I know there's a lot of states that they are just out of school for the rest of the year. Wow. And I, I mean, I want him to go back to school just because I feel like obviously they are better equipped to teach him than I am, definitely. But it wouldn't be the end of the world. He's not going to miss out on anything. But high school if this was your senior year that's your last prom that's your graduation exactly all those activities that is everything you have worked for your entire school career people that had weddings planned we've had two extended family member deaths Mm -hmm. in the middle of all of this and how do you have i mean we're all learning something it's it's a very i think it's going to humble a lot of people Mm -hmm. it is it's taking us back to the the simpler things you know like, you know, people sitting at home actually spending time together, doing puzzles, doing whatever. I have seen more people Let's not get out crazy. <laughs> well, you know, there are other people that live in your home. I don't know if you had noticed that prior to this oh, I mean. virus happening, but they, they are there. I, I look outside and you don't see the cars um, on the roads, but I have seen more joggers, mm-hmm. people walking their dogs, just doing the I noticed last night when we got home from, we had to get a new battery for my son's four-wheeler, and I noticed that when I was climbing out of the truck, I thought, oh, it's quiet. Like, you know, after it snows, Mm -hmm. and it's just super quiet and peaceful, and nobody's out, and it's just clean, and there's no noise pollution, there's no nothing. I stood there next to the truck, and I was looking at the stars, and just noticing like holy hell it is so quiet this is nice it is amazing how many people have complied with the um whole social distancing Mm -hmm. thing like like becky and i can be in the same room because she's part of my social distancing group we see each other at work so i know you know if you've got it i've got it like (laughs) and hopefully that's that's never going to be the case but i know um along with that who does and doesn't have it who is surviving how many deaths I hope that everybody's getting their information from a true a, and reliable yeah, source. A reputable source. There, there's so much panic because, okay, so when all of this started, one of my sisters called me and she was just beside herself, you know, because she's one of those people that watches the news constantly. And I think I said it before, and if I haven't, know this now. I do not watch the news. I never I just, watch the news. I just absolutely refuse. I, I, I don't. I don't, there's so much readily information available and so much misinformation Mm -hmm. available. And this is what I, I, you know, I tried to calm her down and just say, look, the only difference between now and, you know, way back when, like during the Black Plague, is the instant access to information or people putting stuff out there. And so just 
we watch in my home, uh, John Hopkins actually has a counter up if you go to their website. Mm -hmm. And it'll show you every day how many confirmed diagnoses, how many deaths, how many survivors, yeah. which is very important information that a lot of people aren't getting. And I think the thing is that people are forgetting is pandemics, plagues, whatever. It's been around since the dawn of humanity. Mm -hmm. It's just right now, it's everything in an instant. It's so readily available. Exactly. And the people that are dying from this, are they elderly? Were they? Were there some kind of underlying condition? I mean, people don't stop and think about that. Not that that makes it any better. A loss of life is still a loss of life, but at the same time. But yeah, time, where did it all? Where did it all start? Where yeah. is this coming from? What? What does my panic level really need to be? And that's kind of where you need to get yourself and, you know, take the precautions that you can take as an individual for your family, for your loved ones, but get accurate information. Yeah. I, I have been impressed and amazed with the number of people who are conforming, for mm -hmm. lack of a better word, with just working from home, staying inside. We are doing exactly what we need to be doing to stop the spread. And to me, personally, that's the scary part about it, is oh, yeah. how, how fast it can spread. Mm -hmm. So anyway, it's all about just being prepared. Let's learn from this time for next time. Because, unfortunately, it's just the cycle of life. There, there will, will be a next, next time. time. It's just when and where. But if you're more prepared, you've already been through this. I mean, this is like the fifth end of the world that I've survived. Yeah. <laughs> Knock on wood. And she's not even that old. <laughs> I'm, well, so I'm I'm officially midlife. In three days, I'm going to be 30, 35. Well, <laughs> welcome. 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 I'm going to be midlife. It's time for a midlife crisis. I was homeschooling the spawn on Friday <laughs> and I broke out the old vodka and crystal light and he looks at me, mommy, are you drinking? And I had to tell him, no, I'm disinfecting. <laughs> yeah. What if I am child? <laughs> He's like, these are rough times. Daddy's not even home from work yet. It's still pretty early. Oh. Mind your business. Your grandpa says it's okay to drink after 11.30. I think his rule's actually noon. And it was three. It's fine. He called you out. He did, the little monster. I'm like, listen, don't you have a bedroom to clean? What he didn't know is it happens all the time. He's just not there to see it. He's just a school. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how I would be reacting if I was one of the parents. But I have actually had that thought. I'm kind of in a good place in life right now. I I just I worry about my kids from a distance because right. they're off taking care of their kids and doing their yeah. own thing and you know we communicate we're keeping in touch but and this week's been a little rough honestly I think just where he's in elementary they don't have big lesson plans like I mean my cousin teaches junior high and she already has you know a couple weeks of lesson plans set up and everything so if they need a substitute or so it's not been as hard of a transition in that respect, I guess, is trying to throw something together, you know, how, how she's been telling me. But for an elementary school teacher, it's, you don't have anything. It's like, oh, we're going to learn two times tables today. So I'm just going to go run this off on the copier and this is what we're doing today. Or it's kind of dictated a little bit. At least that's the impression that I've gotten from his teacher is we kind of just go with the flow and 
you know, what we're feeling that day. So it's kind of just all over. But she's done an amazing job of getting a packet together and sending out. And then he, so my son actually has dyslexia, a form of dyslexia. Um, it's phonetic. So I, I don't even know if I'm even explaining this right. But this is how I understand it, basically, is he mixes up word sounds. Mm-hmm. So there's been extra things that go along with that. So we've done it remotely. Like we've downloaded some apps that the teachers prefer to use. So we've done speech therapy. We've done um, like occupational therapy. And we've all we've been able to do it just on the tablet, just watching, you know. And they watch him form the words and make the, and I, which I am beyond grateful for because I have no idea. I just, I know how to say these words. I don't remember learning how to say them. Right. I don't know how to, you know, form my mouth to make this specific noise. I just do it. It's muscle memory. So, I mean, it's, and he even, we've only been doing this for a month. Like we just thought we've met with his teachers and stuff. We thought he was behind on reading and you know, they got him into this program and everything. And it's amazing what progress he's made in the last month even. So that's what my huge concern was with all this was, holy shit, we're going to have this enormous backslide. All this progress is undone. Like, what are we, how do I teach this? How do I do this? I don't know. So that's been my major stressor through the whole thing. Not Am I going to have toilet paper? Am I going to have sure. know, like that, which I'm thankful for. I didn't have to worry about that on top of this. I don't have to worry about childcare for my son during the day because my husband and I work opposite shifts. We are in a very, very, very fortunate position. And I know there's a lot of people that are not. Right. I, I don't know how I would be handling that. So kudos to all of you parents who are finding out that the teacher isn't the problem. Right. <laughs> I... I hope that there is a new respect for, let's try to call them all out, teachers, truck drivers, absolutely, doctors and nurses, all the first responders, all the people delivering packages to our doors because we don't want to go out. Right. And, you know, there are professions that aren't deemed as, quote, important that really are the soul of our country. Oh, yeah. They're not important until you need them. And then... Of our world, right. It is. And I mean, my husband, shoot, for 16 years has driven truck. And he's delivered all sorts of things. And now he doesn't drive anymore. He still works for a trucking company, but he's in a management role. So, you know, they're seeing the ebb and flow of freight right now. They do a lot with overseas stuff. So the ports have been closed. And I mean... He's filling it, you know, at his business, but it's amazing. All this, and I've seen a lot, like, on social media, like, oh, truckers can't, they can't go through the drive-thru. They can't take that big monster through there. Right. It doesn't fit anywhere. So they'll park it and walk across. I've gone with my, before we had a kid, you know, I'd go with my husband on runs. If he'd go back east, if he was going somewhere cool, I'd hop in the truck and go with him. He had... In his semi, he had a fridge, he had, and it was the same thing. We kept it stocked up. He had a fridge, he had, you know, his Xbox, because heaven forbid we live without that. You know, satellite TV, like, (laughs) microwave. It was like a little house, because it was his home on wheels. Sure. A lot of trucks don't have that. If We owned our own semi, so we were fortunate that we could put whatever the hell we wanted in it. 
But if you drive for a company and have, you know, just a company issued truck, a lot of them don't have that in there and you cannot modify them. So they are at the mercy of where can I park and what's open, where can I, you know, so it can, I mean, I imagine it's getting really scary for people that are, you know, 2000 miles from home and you know, you're not familiar with this area and you're trying to go to the McDonald's or whatever, but their lobby's closed and they won't help you through the drive-through because you're walking up there. So. Yeah. And I have seen those things on social media mm -hmm. and everyone, if you're, you know, if you're there getting food for yourself and you see a truck driver, offer to drive through for them, offer to get their food because they really are at the soul of everything that we do and need. And, you know, I get so annoyed when I see people on the road that won't give trucks a right of way or, you know, bunch them in or stay in their oh, blind yeah. spot, uh, about, uh, you know what I'm trying to say, the blind, blind spot. spot. <laughs> um, give them some respect. I oh, mean, yeah. I can, that's another job I could not imagine doing. When I, so before I was a 911 dispatcher and I worked at a trucking company, the rule at the company was everybody had to have their CDL, their commercial driver's license. I had to go, my husband actually, thankfully, was able to, because we owned our own truck, but he leased onto that company is how it worked. So he was actually a driver trainer. So he was able to take me out on the road and train me and everything. And then I got back to the company and did my exam there like just driver's mm -hmm. ed in school, you know? I had to go through this insane backing course. I have no idea, like- Wow, you go, girl. I, I had to back this thing around like obstacles, like they had cars out there, like it was the whole course they had set up. And if you hit any of it, it was like operation, nothing beeps and your ass is done and yeah. they will fail you. Like it was ridiculous. Like I had to drive through downtown in a big city uh, in rush hour. Like I had to park it in crazy places. I had to go to an industrial park and back it in a dock. Like it was, it was some shit. And then when I was out on the road being trained with my husband, I had to actually drive. Like I would drive a shift. I drove through downtown St. Louis in a downpour at 3.30 PM on a Friday afternoon when there was a football game. Like it was the scariest wow. shit I've ever done hurting this giant semi. <laughs> <laughs> through like yeah what they do is not easy it, it's not I know a lot of people think like oh you get in a truck and you just drive down the road well yeah that's it but you have to watch for other cars other people not watching for you you have to be aware of your surroundings you have to realize is my reefer unit out of fuel is everything in my trailer going to be spoiled is a trailer tire flat is this hooked up is that hooked up there's so much and it's physically damaging and I mean, it, it is. hurts their backs they I, well, and ours, like, respect. so all uh, we're saying is respect. Our semi was super, crisis. super cushy. We have like heated seats. Like it was like the Cadillac oh, of nice. semis. I mean, we paid out the ass for it, but it was nice. And some of those though, like are not very yeah. nice. Like the truck I had to do my backing test in, there was a spring poking me in the ass. Yeah, that's no bueno. <laughs> no, but I digress. That was not anything about being prepared in a emergency situation, but just insight into my life just a little bit of trauma <laughs> that is you know yes. a different kind of voice in your head i guess oh man i can so, tell hey, you some things about that creepy <laughs> total respect for all of the uh people working so hard in our grocery stores right now oh yeah that trying to a... keep us stocked and with the things that we do need 
you know. And you know, people are just stressed to the max and Thank probably you. not Thank you. their best selves. So having to deal with that as a grocery store employee, oh no. Yeah. And all of them that I have encountered when I have had to go out and just grab like a gallon yes. of milk or something have been amazing and kind. Same. Patient. Patience that I wish I could have sometimes. <laughs> yes. Patience is not one of my many virtues. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that has a little bit to do with our birth month, but <laughs> that's true too. I don't know. So just getting back to your preparedness for a little bit, again, make sure you're getting the right contacts. No matter what city or county you live in, there should be um, an emergency manager, your local health department. Contact those kind of places so you make sure that you're getting the accurate and correct yeah. information. Don't look at your favorite YouTube star's Twitter feed. That's probably not going to be pretty accurate. You probably want to contact a reputable source. It, it, if you do hear something, like the mayhem of... Um, I don't know if you've heard this one, Becky. I'm sure you have. They're calling out the National Guard. We're going to be put under uh, martial law. Have oh, you no. heard that? No, I haven't. Oh, yeah. But, and so we just got to time the anarchy right. Like, I can't start too early because then I'll just go to jail, but I can't be too late because then I'll just be a follower. Right. So we're going to need to get our finger on the pulse of that because when the purge happens, I got a list. Everybody has. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure you do. I have absolutely no doubt of that. Reputable sources, people. Yes, we can't stress that enough. There's a huge difference between being educated and being opinionated. Oh, I love that. And you need to educate yourself. It's absolutely yourself. true. So let's let's circle back around to our job portion of this. I um actually had a trip trip scheduled these couple of weeks that I had to cancel because of all of this. Um, I could have I could have flown, but then I become part of the problem. Right. That's how we decided to look at it. Plus we're we're both in this profession in my home and um, in emergency, you know, part of the first responder teams and we decided that it was more important that we be made available. So I went ahead and as you know kept this week off because all of my shifts were covered. If there would have been a, a call for all hands on deck, yeah. I, I would have shown up, but I'll be back next week. But so what's been going on at work this week with so, this stuff? It's been kind of, I've noticed at least for us, like our, you know, sleepy little hamlet that we service, I've noticed an uptick in a lot of fights, a lot of domestic squabbles, mainly between like siblings, you know, mm. things like that. But I'm guessing it's just, you know, one of those things. People are stressed to the max, tensions are high, you're having to stay inside with these people that maybe you don't spend, maybe you don't get along with your older brother or, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. I don't, you know, whatever's happening in your home, it seems to not be good right now for a lot of people. Um, we've also had a number of calls of, there's 12 people at the park. Oh, yeah, the gatherings. Uh, I mean, I get it. Gatherings. However, what are you doing there, sir, to witness this shit and call me? Go home. <laughs> maybe he's staying distant. I, maybe it's the whole family. I don't know. Like, you don't know their life. You don't know their situation. Maybe that is one family. Some people have lots of kids. True. My husband's one aunt has 10, for shit's sakes. 10 kids and husband and wife. There's right. your 12. It is a it's it's amazing the things people do become concerned about though, but yeah. I've 
I've only been able to rely on the social media for things that might be happening in our line of work because I haven't talked to any of you much (laughs) during this downtime of mine. It's same old, same old. I mean, we're definitely ramping up the, I don't even know what the right word is. I don't want to say segregation because that's not right, but we're always kind of separated from everybody. We're behind locked doors, things Mm -hmm. like that. We, We have a pretty secure facility. You know, we we have to let someone in. They don't just have free access. Right. But now we can't even yeah, let now people we can't in even, right now. Like it's I had to go. Us. If you're not an employee yeah. of our center, you're out. I had to go pick up paperwork at the door and the officer thought I was being rude because I wouldn't let him come in. Like I stood there and would not let him come in. I'm like, no, read the sign. Yeah, you're like, like, back up, read the sign. I sorry. can't let you in. Like I, yeah, I can't. And. Which again, smart. Do everything that you possibly can. Right. I mean, I realized that we have to walk through the same building and we're all going in and out, but I mean, let's try and try and do as much as yeah, we can. We can we're do. going through every eight hours, at least at our center. And we clean down all the common areas with a mixture of bleach and water. And you know, everybody Lysol wipes their desk once they sit down. Right. And aren't moving spots. Yeah. Yeah. But we have, yeah, the rotation of going through and cleaning that was mm-hmm. happening already a couple of weeks ago. So yeah, we've been we've had this in place now for what two weeks. Yeah, the only thing I've seen on any of the um, dispatch kind of social media sites is someone actually had someone call nine one one because they ran out of toilet paper. Oh man, I'm over the toilet paper thing. I know. I'm ready to just say mass bidets. Everyone, everyone gets Seriously. a bidet. No more toilet paper. I really wonder though now after this. Is there going to be a big uptick in the day? So? I don't know, but I seriously <laughs> want to know where it all started and why. I don't know. Like, yeah, why is the toilet paper crisis? The following of the herd. Someone somewhere decided, oh my gosh, we need a lot of toilet paper. And then you know what kills me, Becky? Is the straight up assholes, because there's no other word, that want to take advantage of the situation and went and bought a storage unit full of hand sanitizer oh or hell. toilet paper or that. hand soap or whatever. And I love, I love the fact that they're just being stuck with that shit. I know. Because all of the, you know, Amazon and other sites are refusing to allow them to sell A lot there. of the, well, and then the stores yeah. have started posting things like, we will not accept returns yes. on this, 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 and this. Because you hoarded it. You bought all that shit. So now reap what you've sown. Be a good person. Yep. And resell that shit if you have to. But don't price gouge. Just exactly. don't. Exactly. Trying to take advantage of other people it in really a situation is. Especially, like this yeah, is ridiculous. right now because you know people are vulnerable right yeah. now and it's just you're not a good person if you're doing that. So think twice. Hey, so just really quick going back to planning for your uh, 72 hour kids. One of the things you want to make sure you have too is just enough of whatever you need to to clean the parts of your body that may become offensive to other people. I believe there will come a time where we're all just going to walk around with the same stitch. And it's, oh just, my God. it's just going to become the norm. But I have a friend of mine, and you're going to love this and embrace it because I know you. She used to say uh, to her kids, if you can't take a full bath or a shower, just make sure you get the PTA. Pits, tits, and ass. <laughs> So that's your goal, people. If you, if, if you get stuck out there, just remember, a PTA bath is really what counts. And brush your teeth if you can. So in the uh, spirit of that as well, and with keeping things clean,
clean and sanitary. I have a story for you, Rebecca. I'm excited. You just can't make this shit up. I like stories. And this is one of those calls that I wasn't even present. I heard the story, and it has been embedded in my mind <laughs> ever since I heard the story. So now I shall embed it in all of yours. I'll start with this. I saw a meme one time that said something to the effect of, every day somewhere in America, someone forgets that you can go to your doctor tomorrow for a stub toe rather than calling 911 at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it happens all the time. Yes. This started out as what you would believe was going to be one of those calls, but didn't end that way. A woman calls in to say that she has an uncontrollable itching down there. This is how she said it, down there. And um, it started out a while ago. Don't, don't know the time frame, a few days a week, whatever it was, a while ago. <laughs> and it's just gotten worse and worse and worse to the point where it literally is like 3 a.m. And she's calling 911 for assistance. The story ends with this, Becky. She had maggots. Oh my god. It got to the point where she seriously had maggots in her nether region. <laughs> so, you know, we get her help, whatever, they get her to the hospital. But we're dispatchers, so what do we do? As we're sitting there thinking, what just happened? <laughs> we Google that shit. Oh. So one of the ways, and probably the most prominent way, you can get maggots in your nether region. Is to die? Like, how does that happen? Unwashed vegetables. Oh my. Yes! Thank you. That is the face that I have ever. I wish you guys could see her face right now every time I think of this story. So if you're someone who is maybe into something like that, because everyone has. You know, they're saying, I don't know, and I'm not saying that's how this woman got in this situation, but it is the prominent cause, apparently, according to Google. Why is it so, on Google? I don't, because I guess it's a problem. <laughs> this, I never knew. How big of an issue is this? I know, big enough that, you know, I had to encounter it at one point in my lifetime through a story of a coworker. But so, you know, whatever. Wash your vegetables. Right. Moral of the if story that's, is. If that's your gig wash your vegetables or hopefully whatever you're putting in there. You can't make it up. You, you just can't make it up. This is probably the seventh time in my life I've been speechless. So congratulations. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> it, that is a, wow. I rendered you speechless. Uh, I didn't think that was possible. It's not. Anyone who knows me knows it's not. That's, that's literally like I can count on both hands how many times. <laughs> Seriously, I wish you guys could have seen her face. <laughs> but welcome to my head because, wow, I can't erase that. And now neither will you be able to. Yeah, now we've all been extra victims brought to the scene. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> hey, we would like to also invite you to um, be part of the podcast. If you are a dispatcher and you have a story of any kind, if you want to share it on that little segment of ours or that one voice, that one call that you just can't forget, we want to be able to share not just the things that we've dealt with or people we know have dealt with, but everybody, because we all have them. 
So you can email us at oliverfreebush at 911podcast.net. And those are our last names, right? Stacy Oliver and Becky Freebush. <laughs> so in the spirit of our job, here you go. It's common spelling, <laughs> but I'm going to go ahead and phonetic uh, it out for you. Oscar Lima, India Victor, Echo Romeo, Fox Romeo, Echo Echo, Bravo, Uniform, Sierra Hotel, at 911podcast.net. And if you guys use the police alphabet, it's been way too many years since I had to forget that a little bit and learn this other alphabet, so just kind of go with it. <laughs> just but, do your best. Yeah, just <laughs> share your stories with us. We'd love to hear them, and we'd love to share them. Even any feedback you have. We're always open to feedback. Yeah. Feedback, stories, we like it all. Try to be nice. Yeah, but be nice. <laughs> fragile creatures. Say whatever you gotta say, people. We hear it all the time. All right, you guys, take care of each other. Bye, kids. <laughs>